You're listening to the Getting Mindful with Megan podcast. Hey guys, welcome to the Getting Mindful with Megan podcast. I am so pumped. This is part one of a 10-part series that I'm going to be doing on some of my favorite yoga philosophies. These are called the Yamas and the Niyamas of yoga. Each week, we're going to be breaking down one Yama or one Niyama, and we are going to be analyzing it, learning how to apply it, how to bring it into our life and how to practice it on a deeper level and enhance our spirituality, enhance our ability to become, to create, and to accomplish. So I hope that you guys enjoy it. I love talking about yoga philosophy, so I know I'm going to enjoy it. So we are going to be talking about yamas and niyamas. Let me give you a little back history on the yamas and niyamas. So the first time we hear about the word yoga is in an old ancient manuscript called the Yoga Sutras. It was written by a guy named Patanjali, and he teaches us in there this eightfold path, or like you could think of it as like rungs on a ladder, right, to enlightenment, to oneness with God, to eternal bliss. He says, if you want to be exalted, if you want samadhi, it's called samadhi in yoga, if you want this oneness with God, you just need to follow this path. And the first part of it is the yamas and the niyamas. And they're very beautiful. Um, I love the yoga philosophy because that's what it is. It's just philosophy. It's just like the spiritual philosophy. Um, You're going to find a lot of similarities with probably spiritual teachings that you've been taught before, but maybe it's missing some or it has extra of others. So just like open up your heart to it because I think there's a lot of good in it. So we are going to talk about the yamas and yamas. The yamas are the first rung on the ladder. They're five social ethics for how we deal with the world around us. And then the next rung on the ladder would be the niyamas, which is how we deal with the world within us, that personal ethics, how we deal within ourselves. And for the purpose of today's podcast, we are going to focus on one of the niyamas, which is called tapas. Tapas is so cool, you guys. I'm like so passionate about this one right now. Tapas translates from Sanskrit to English to actually mean to burn. It's that fiery discipline to to get out of your bed and get up in the morning. It's that fiery discipline to do hard things, to be uncomfortable, to become who you need to become, to be able to handle negative emotion that comes when we're doing, when we're going towards where we want to go, right? So I want you to think for a minute. I like to envision it like this, like a diamond, right? At first, you've just got earth. You have raw material, but then when you put it through a really heating process and there's pressure, then it can become a diamond, but it has to go through a lot of heat and a lot of pressure. And then it becomes one of the most valuable, most um, expensive, most, what is it? Like just perfect things in the world, I guess. Like it just becomes all it was made to be, right? And so yoga philosophy teaches the same for us, that when we're willing to stay in the fire, when we're willing to feel the pressure, when we're willing to deal with the negative 50% of that always does come as we are becoming, as we are learning, as we are experiencing this earth, then we will become everything that we were created to be, that we will be able to accomplish all the things that we want to do. And so that's what tapas is. It means to burn. It's that fiery discipline. It's the pressure. It's hard. It's challenging. It's heat but it's awesome. It's amazing. And it is powerful, right? Like think about fire. It's one of the most powerful elements. And 
And that is why we get to come down here to earth and experience all of this is because it's powerful and changing and helping us become. So right now in the Bible, I'm studying about Jacob. And I love the story where he's wrestling with the angel. And he's just wrestling. He's wrestling. I think the angel's God personally, but I don't really know if it says. But he's wrestling with, with God and, and he stays in the wrestle. And I think this is really, really important when we talk about tapas because so often we want to get out of the hard, get out of the hard as fast as we can. But there's something to be taught in Jacob because he stays in the wrestle with God. He stays in the hard. He stays in the uncomfortable. He's so exhausted. He's just had a long trip, hard day. He's stressed out because he's about to see his brother and that he, that he <laughs> took his birthright from. And then he wrestles with the Lord all night long. And that had to have been hard and exhausting. But he prays and he stays. He stays in the wrestle until the Lord blesses him with, with what he desires, right? Which is the release from that. And in that blessing, he changes his name from Jacob to Israel. And Israel means that let God prevail. So he becomes a new person. He, he gets a new name. Like he fully becomes a new person as he stays in the fire. When he stayed in the fire, the fire is what changed him. The fire is what made him get that new name and become that new person. And so I think it's the same for us that as we are willing to feel the fire, feel the discomfort of life, right? That And the negative emotion that comes up that that's when we will be changed and that we will be able to become this better and newer version of ourselves. So let's get a little bit more specific. Like I believe as humans, we're wired to grow. You're wired to want more. You're wired to try to produce more and create more. So, so we want this growth, but then we're consistently trying to get out of the negative emotion or like the negative experience or the discomfort, which produces the growth. And so there's this incongruence we feel that creates, I believe, a lot of tension in the body. It creates stress and it creates like unnerving feelings. And I think it makes us really tired. And so I just wanted you guys to be aware of that. Like just notice it in yourself. Like am I being congruent with that part of me that wants to grow or am I saying I want to grow, but then I'm not actually aligning my desire with that? So what are some actual things we can do, you guys think, like that we can actually do to apply tapas? Because it's like a great topic, but it's like, okay, how do I actually apply that, right? For me, it's choosing to be disciplined in moments when I want to not. It's choosing to be okay with negative emotion when I want to run. I'm going to give you guys an experience. Like, I'm going to tell you guys a little story. So once upon a time, I gave birth three times. <laughs> and I decided to do it without medication. Um, I had my reasons at the time, and that's why I did it. So I did it without medication. And the first time, I, I knew it was going to hurt. I kind of had prepared myself. Like, I might know this isn't going to feel great, you know? And I held it together pretty well. Like I like I breathed. I did yoga breaths. My my midwife was like, "Wow, like you really were able to like be calm during that." And the very last little bit, I kind of lost my crap for a second. But then, other than that, it was good. And then the second baby, I knew how bad it was gonna hurt. <laughs> I knew the level of you know pain that that was coming. But 
I knew I could do it. And so the second baby was actually my easiest. I was able to just breathe through it. It felt good even. Like I kept telling my body, like, this is bringing your baby. Like this pain is good. This pain is bringing your baby. This pressure is actually really good. It's bringing your baby in the world. It's everything you want. And I kept, instead of saying no, when I would start to feel that that pain or that negative uncomfortable feeling in my body with each contraction I would say open and I would go into my present place and I'd be like open open instead of no 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 and resist it right and the baby came very fast and he was very easy to give birth to and the last little bit again I lose my crap pretty much every baby at the very end which I think is normal but I had him and it was just like such a beautiful experience now fast forward to my last baby (laughs) I expected it to be easy because the second baby was not that big of a deal and I expected it to be fast because the second baby was fast and so when it started taking longer and when it started hurting worse I started to make that a problem in my brain I started saying no I'm not like I would say to my wife how far am I is it almost time like what's going on why am I not having a baby fast enough why do I have to sit here in this why do I have to stay here in this fire how do I get out of the fire that's my whole my whole brain was like we got to get this baby out so I can get out of the fire right and it took so long (laughs) it wasn't that long compared to a lot of you guys would be like it's not long compared to mine but it was harder it took longer and it didn't help at all like I didn't get anything from stressing about it right so I wanted to give you that example because I think what we do is we resist pain we resist discomfort we resist being disciplined we resist being true and focused and in the name of what choose your heart you guys like there's two hearts and you get to choose which one you want it is hard to not grow Like the third baby, it was hard. In fact, it was harder. It was harder to resist the pain. Instead of just opening up to it, letting it flow through me, and then letting that baby come out, I resisted it. And that was harder. Persistence brings resistance. So you get to choose your heart. You get to choose what you want to be uncomfortable and it's going to be uncomfortable either way welcome to life you are on an earth that has fallen it's going to have negative emotion it's going to be uncomfortable choose your heart like choose the heart that gets you to the result you want choose the one that makes you grow right so one of the main aspects of tapas is to learn to be comfortable in the uncomfortable Learn to feel peace in the chaos. Learn to be present when literally everything is telling you not to be, right? Like learn how to find comfort in the discomfort. How do we actually do that? In my opinion, it's by not resisting the discomfort. It's also by training your brain and your mind to surrender and to allow you to be the master and to trust you. And it also is by doing, it's action, you guys. We can't just talk about it. You have to get up and you have to move your body. You have to actually exercise. You have to actually do the thing that you're resisting doing. You have to get up and do it. That is how you face that fear. That is how you get through it, is by actually doing it, by opening up to it. 
And that really is the practice of tapas. So once upon a time, I um, went to a yoga class and it was so hard. Um, the t- teacher actually put us in a pose where you're you're like squatting pretty much with both legs and your arms are out. And she said, I'll be back in 10 minutes. Don't get out of the pose. Feel the burn. Get comfortable. And the whole time, every part of me wanted to be like, no, I'm just going to stand up. No, I'm just going to stand up. But I kept remembering that the fear of the pain is worse than the actual pain. Just get present. And so I, I held my arms out. And I just held it and I kept breathing and I was just present with it. Like I was like, I can do tired arms. I can do shaky legs. I can do it. It's the fear of pain, of sacrifice that makes us hesitate to do it. But if we cannot resist and not fear the pain, not fear the discomfort, you have so much power. You take your power back. So I want you guys to think about that and like apply it to yourself. What are some ways that you can be fearless in the fire? How can you practice that? Like what is an aspect of your life where you resist discomfort? Maybe it's like when you wait, what time you wake up in the morning. Maybe it's like you don't like to do routines, but you know that a routine would be good for you right now. Maybe it's that you feel like you need to exercise your body more. Maybe you feel like you need to nourish your body better. Maybe you feel like you need to start watching your thoughts and being aware of what's going on in your brain. Maybe you need to start practicing presence and that's difficult for you because you're like me and sometimes presence is hard because you're a little ADHD sometimes. Maybe you need to practice staying one more minute when it's discomfort. Maybe you need to practice reading and not putting the book down to go do something else. Maybe you need to practice doing the dishes every single night so that you wake up with a nice house in the morning. Maybe you need to practice delayed gratification over instant gratification. Maybe you need to put your phone away. So I want to explain a concept to you that I think goes really well, pairs really well with tapas. And it's this concept of freedom from versus freedom to. Imagine this, okay? If I sat down to play the piano, I could play one song maybe. And it won't be very good. (laughs) I can play this piano piece and it's going to sound okay, but I have to read the music and it's just not going to look like it's going to be, I mean, it's very, very beginner, right? That's because I only practice probably once a year. I've chose the freedom from practicing the piano and now I can only minorly play the piano. Take another person who practice every day that has made this a major part of their life. They sit down to play the piano and they can play this concert pianist piece because they've practiced every day. They chose the freedom to be able to play the piano. Stay with me. One of those freedoms is greater than the other. I lose freedom when I choose freedom from. And I gain freedom when I choose freedom to. So I want you to get really clear about your desires And I want you to realize that if you want more freedom in your life, you're going to have to choose freedom too. It's going to look like doing, being disciplined and doing. That's how you get greater freedom in your life. That's how you take back higher levels of agency. So if you want the freedom to feel health and run without being tired, you're going to have to exercise and move your body every day, right? 
but you can choose the freedom from doing that. And honestly, nothing's wrong with you if you choose that. But you don't then get to experience the freedom too. That's just the way the freedom to feel healthy. That's just the way the laws of this world work. And I think when we start to realize that and we work into that instead of resisting it, there's a lot of strength there. So that's going to look like getting really good at delayed gratification. If I want the freedom to look back on my life and be proud of the way I mothered, I'm probably going to have to put my phone away. Now, I could choose the freedom from being present with my kids and I could choose the freedom to be on my phone instead. But then I'm going to lose the freedom to look back and just be so proud of and and the freedom to have experienced all of that presence with them, right? So I want you guys to think like, what is it that you want? What part of the natural man do you need to teach to surrender? Are you willing to go in the fire? Are you willing to go be disciplined? Are you willing to focus? Are you willing to manage your mind and your body and and be willing to feel all of the discomfort that comes up there. It's going to be there no matter what. Life is 50-50. Whether you do anything hard or not, it's still going to be uncomfortable because you're going to have to deal with the feelings of not growing. And that, honestly, stagnation is terrible. And you know it is too. So I want you guys to just feel this in your body. Think about it. I'm going to practice tapas this week. I hope you will too. Try to stay one more minute. Like when something's uncomfortable, stay in it just one more minute. When you're running, let's say you're going on like a walk, just walk for one more minute. You say you're done, I'm done. Run one more mile. Exercise one more minute. Play the piano a little bit longer. Like stay in the fire. That is where growth comes. That is when your name gets changed. That's when you become a new person. You gain a new identity. Okay, you guys. Thank you guys for listening. Tap us. Let's do this. Let's train the animal. Talk to you guys next time.